Bonjour, dear listeners. This is Boneyards and Boojums, an 1879 RPG actual play podcast. Chapter 2 Le Troll de Grenelle. He will grab the knocker and give it a nice, large knock. Pierre, someone's knocking at your door. What do you do? I think um, if this is possible, what happens is that um, the door is hooked up to some mechanism. And I will just pull a lever or a, a string or some sort of thing. And it'll just swing open on its own. And you just hear me from... Deep in, um, I'm working on something in the back, and I just go, Ah, bonjour, bonsoir, welcome, come in. <laughs> oh, quite right. And uh, Amos will kind of look at the door and nod his head and then walk in. Now, I don't have necessarily a set definition of what your workshop is like, but if you want to describe it, you can, or we make something up as we go. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with making stuff up. I was kind of thinking there was... Um, Almost like Suzical like kind of instruments and uh, little machines kind of littered about with like, uh, you know, a lot of like horns with um, multiple, like almost impossibly usable musical instruments. You know, the I don't know that maybe a, a weird Dr. Seuss character would play. Yeah, you, yeah. you said it, Seussian. All I can think about is the um, stuff from The Grinch. Yes, so like all that kind of stuff, maybe littered about, kind of pretty messy, and um, I don't know if Rob has any better, more ideas, but that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, you could probably have it, uh, you'd probably be stepping down some stairs so that you can go deeper in and you would have a fairly kind of under under the bridge further even, like um, <laughs> underground yeah. deeper, like fairly big workshop down in there. I, I would dare say yeah. there m- yeah. might be also some... Uh, clockwork trinkets just going <laughs> off and puttering about and various other things absolutely there's actually this there's actually um a a little robotic statue of a goat at the front of the door <laughs> um with a tithe plate with hands open well damn it is a troll bridge and uh jacoby not wanting to incur wrath would actually put some money in 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 the plate because nah he he, he ain't playing that game <laughs> i think uh there's a weight underneath it and it it belts out a like robotical uh buying sound as you do it and it disappears inside some sort of funnel <laughs> and then i hear the sound i go ah um uh, merci merci i see you pay guillaume the chef merci come on in come in oh good <laughs> no, J- Jacob says, "Oh, good, because that you know that pleased our host. So, yay!" Yeah. I think one other thing Pierre has is that um, this um, Jacques has actually parked the um, the goods at a spot that you have some kind of mechanism that actually 
it looks like a shed, but really it's an elevator and it brings everything down to your kind of lair. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I could have just written that down. Fine stretch of the legs. We're okay. I, uh, I must say, I, I, I really like that. That would look great in my workshop. I could have at a whole other level. <laughs> and, yeah. Amos will walk over and like start investigating to see what he needs to do. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I got Pierre to roll. Uh, I had some knowledge skills for you, right? So natural philosophy, which is going to yeah. be that's physics in 19th century terms. Uh, geography, metalworking. Okay. I wonder if craftsman metalwork. I think we had discussed a little bit about you actually having some experience with diving, what are called uh, standard driving diving dresses. Um, those um, 19th century underwater suits people wear. Yes, yes. I actually think that maybe the elevator is a gigantic bathysphere. <laughs> okay, what is that? I don't know. Tell me, tell me what that that is. Bathysphere? Yeah. That's the that's the big diving. Uh, I mean, yeah, machines. it's basically an early submarine. It's just a big <laughs> ass sphere with windows that people sealed themselves in, and they got dumped off the side of the ship. Can't really do much in it. Um, I'm, I'm betting you said the standard diving suit. So we, we talk in, uh, 20,000 leagues under the sea, the Disney one from like yeah. the sixties. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. That's, um, apparently the formal term at the time was standard diving dress. Pierre. So Pierre rolled a, what, what did I have you roll? Remind me. Natural philosophy. Natural philosophy. All right. That would make sense. Yeah. We'll use that as a fill in for <clears throat> this item. So, okay. Yeah. You recognize these as. Definitely variants on the, this is quite a phrase, Ruqueiral Denaru's diving suit. Um, a diving suit that was, um, or diving apparatus is another term, um, where uh, normally you would pump air into a barrel-shaped reservoir in the back, and you would have this kind of canvas suit that was kind of pressure-regulated, and some brass and some glass and things like that, and um, I don't know, I, I, don't know if you were even you may even know some students of Denaru's or uh, Ruquiriol, or may even be related to them. I'm not sure, but um, I would say that that's why you recognize these. But what you're seeing with these is you're looking at it and you're going, "Oh, this isn't for a person at all," because it's got a shape that just is completely wrong for a person. The torso is kind of the main compartment. It's more. It's almost like they've taken the materials you normally have in the head. Uh, they made a central chamber that's made of um, copper and glass, uh, kind of like a big sphere um, in the center. And then the canvas is off to the sides where there is, um, what do you call them? Uh, well, there's appendages for, for feet and arms, but uh, they're actually filled up with um, prosthetics for some reason. Mm. And there's kind of a little dome where the head should normally be that uh, also looks kind of strange, but doesn't really have a neck. Um, lots of little uh, almost portals uh, in this too of glass and places where it just doesn't make sense unless you were a tiny person or something. So I think that when everyone came in, uh, Pierre was really distracted, just tinkering on something in the back. And then for the first time, he sees this strange suit. And then he like glances around and realizes he has no idea who you people are. Um, 
but was he's just a little bit, I think, uh, maybe like a Doc Brown kind of scatterbrain a little bit. And he's used to people coming in and knowing his procedure. And then he's like, wait, this is new. And so I think he puts things down and comes over and is like, now what what do we have here? This is a, uh, you people are making this strange suit for some reason? What is uh, what is all this then? Huh? Amos will kind of pull himself away and he'll, be like, he'll uh, turn to him. Oh, um, actually, we were kind of hoping that you'd be able to tell us what somebody would build such a monstrosity for. I see, I see. Uh, well, uh, you've come to the right place. I don't know how you heard of me or whatever. I'm many things going on right now. So, uh, where did you get this suit? Uh, would, would you say? I'd rather not say at this point. <laughs> Okay, playing the, the coy mistress. I see, I see. Okay. Uh, hmm. Is there anything I can, like, roll or do? I don't know what I would do here, if anything, or if I should let them do stuff. What, what are you trying to discern, actually? And then I can tell you what would work. I'm trying to figure out, like... Um, so, I know that this is, like, a, a weird version of the suit. I'm trying to figure out, like, where it could have maybe come from, or how these people, who look like foreigners, maybe, came into it. Um, I think Jacoby might also want to uh, pipe up and say it's not so uh, ain't so much we don't want to. It's more like we can't. There's a reason we got to keep tight lipped about certain things because of um, unsavory parties might get wind of what we're investigating. And, you know, we don't want that. Yes. What he said. I see. So, no offense okay. to you, Monsieur. No, no. Um, but uh, call me Pierre. Uh, my name, my, 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 je m'appelle Pierre. You can call me whatever you like, but that, that is what I, I am known here as Le Troll. They call me as well, but we, you come with this strange artifact. Call me Pierre. We are friends now. I guess we forgot to mention, you are a pretty big troll, so. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. equally I'm troll, like, I, uh, the equal, well, uh, equally larger than normal snark will tip his hat and go, Jake B. Buckleberry at your service, sir. Pleasure to meet uh, you. Jacob B., you are the one who fed Guillaume. I, uh, I bow to you for the penance and to supply my experiments. And what does Pierre look like? I, I didn't get into asking, actually. Oh, yeah. I think he's kind of got, like, um, white, uh, like, Einsteinian kind of unkempt hair. Um, I think he has a, maybe a pair of goggles wrapped around his horns that are, like, maybe stuck there that he hasn't used, but just like aesthetically. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just kind of like gave the, up on removing them. Yeah, exactly. Like at one point he had them and then he forgot he had left them there. Um, and I think he's kind of well-dressed, but it's just like after an orchestra, maybe a conductor is like letting loose and it has like the bow tie kind of strung down or something like that. Yeah. Buttons undone, shirt open, the ties, ties yeah. off to one side. The, uh, exactly. I can't find my glasses and they're on top of his head type of thing. Right. Yeah. 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 Maybe he has like two pairs of uh, goggles like stuck to each horn, you know, at least. Realize it. <laughs> yeah. One pair on each horn and a third on his forehead because those he knows where they're at. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, uh, Rob, just a quick yeah. question. Uh, which contact sent us the information on how to get here? Uh, this is through Willie, um, one of your, maybe Gina has forwarded you the directions and all that. Okay, so, uh, and she recommended that we meet up with this person? Yeah. Actually, okay. I'm pretty sure actually in our last session, she was the one who said, oh yeah, you need to talk to Troll the Grinnell. Yeah, that sounds familiar. 
Okay. Um, and her name was so, Gina. She's the, last the, name? The, the nun. You only know her as Gina. Sister oh, Gina. Gina. But she's, Sister Gina. she's not really a nun. Yeah, our uh, potentially mutual uh, contact, Miss Gina, sent us your way. I'll leave it up to uh, to Kenneth if he if his character knows Gina or not. <laughs> Which is why I said yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I imagine him just a little bit preoccupied, so he might know Gina, but has right now can't place them because he's like distracted by the suit. <laughs> for the suit, I think I can have you like, ah, Gina, sure, sure, you know. Yeah, for the suit, I think I can have you roll field engineer. Um, so I think that's okay, the most um, that's the thing that makes the most sense. I think. Okay, so that's another 10, I think. And you have the option of using karma, if you like. Which if you want. Oh, okay. Okay, an 11. So you're studying this. I'm sure you're trying to kind of take things apart and put it back together and that kind of thing. Um, one thing strikes you as kind of odd. There is a certain material that you use for um, just kind of keeping the copper from uh, deteriorating over time uh, in the water. Um, there's a certain amount of polish that's used on the outside normally. It is being used on the inside in this, and you're not sure if like, maybe it's just someone who's done the wrong thing, like done a bad job, hmm. or if that was by design, you're not sure, but someone's basically used the, the, the material that would, it's kind of oils and stuff that would keep the water from over time corroding it and so on. Um, that's been done on the inside, not the outside. Okay. So I think I take it from, or like, I don't know if I'm taking it from them or just like examining it closely, but I'm like pulling at the, like the sleeve and looking in and out. And I'm like, just like, it seems like maybe the wearer of the suit is, uh, wearing it inside out. Perhaps the outside should be on the inside with the protective layer. I don't know if this helps you at all, but it's very strange. It's, it's a reverse of what it should be. So, like, instead of keeping the water out, it's more like keeping the water in. Yes, as if the thing inside were some sort of uh, sea Aquatic creature. creature. Or... Exactly, exactly. Octopus! Yeah, that's where my mind went too, Madame Trefini. Yeah, like an octopus. Uh, maybe. I, uh, I have never seen an octopus wearing a suit like this, but it uh, could be, yes. Now, considering we don't know much about... Uh, What's down too deep in the waters, it wouldn't surprise me that there's a whole world of unknown things that uh, that are down there. On the upside, Damn, I, that's I, my, I guess they my won't scary, be, ain't it? I guess on the upside, they won't be uh, attaching to anybody's neck. Uh, true enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all just have a collective shiver there. <laughs> Pierre probably won't get any of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, would you happen to know anything of the catacombs by chance, good sir? Ah, oh. oh, the catacombs, the, uh, the boneyards under the Paris, of course, of course. I explored many times looking for some scrap metal and such left under. What do you like to know? Oh, well, I'm more looking for a guide than, than information, really. Let's see, uh, the, what is uh, your schedule like next Thursday? I think uh, I might have a free moment. Uh, sooner. Sooner? Much okay. yes. sooner, Pierre. Okay, hold on a second. And I think I, uh, I like push a button and some steam stops coming out of something. I go, okay, okay. 
Because you pay Guillaume, I come with you to the catacomb. I'm very curious about this reverse octopus suit that you keep talking about. If it is okay, I will come with you. I will uh, show you the bones and maybe I can meet a new octopus friend. It could be tips his head. It's like, pleasure to have you on the team. Octopus oh. friend. Wall of... Madame Trafini just sort of suddenly sort of like zones out, slightly mumbling to herself. <laughs> she still hasn't even inter- bothered to introduce herself as she's like suddenly, wall of water, octopus suit, Theogdog. I wonder if Theogdog did not really meet with the earth kind. Perhaps there's some sort of water thing from somewhere. Oh, oh, that could be very disturbing. You, oh. you, you think perhaps they're from um, they're a water going race from the uh, what 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 do they call it the rabbit hole yes actually that's what I'm starting to be concerned about uh, on our way here I delved into the into the crystal ball and saw uh, where we're going in the catacombs um a large cavern with a wall, wa- watery wall, and there was something behind it. But it was darkness. It could be like deep under the sea or under a sea somewhere. Perhaps these suits have been being made for whoever's coming through. And we do. She pulls out like the the letter that they had translated and like the translated version. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, this word couldn't be translated. Theogdarg. They don't typically meet the Earth kind. Perhaps that's what the creatures are called. I'll be Pierre. That these suits are made for. Pierre to rule secret society's knowledge. Aha! Okay. I, can I use karma on this one? <laughs> yeah. Or should I? Or I don't know. Yeah. Yes, you should. Always use okay. karma when you can. Oh. <laughs> 12. Okay. No, because this one you have to buy your karma back, yeah. remember? Yeah, that's true. Granted, but still. Well, when you're a guest, it's a. Uh, Comes for free, I'm just right? a guest. It's <laughs> <on that deal. laughs> you could check it off, but yeah. It's true. The name Theogdar is, I won't say familiar to you, but you have heard it somewhere um, uttered. Uh, I don't know, maybe the context may escape you, but it is related in some way with the Ossuarium uh, secret society that you. Yeah, if, we'll, we'll say like maybe that's part of your tie to um, that uh, Marquis uh, um, Willie, aka Willie, uh, is that Got both it. of you have um, uh, are part of a network of people who are have been tracking the Ossuarium, and that is a term you have heard somewhere in Paris at one one time, um, maybe even while sneaking around underground. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's a, you've heard somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I go, uh, Madame, I do not know your name, if you are uh, a Frenchman, but your, your accent is a little strange. Okay, what is that the word you say again? It sounds a little familiar to my ear. Theogdark. That does, it does, uh, how do you say, ring a bell, maybe? Ah. Pleasure to meet you, Madame Torfini. You could call me Pierre, uh, most do. It's quite a pleasure. Um, I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but... There are theories now. Theories, I see. Well, well. as far as I can tell, the Ossuarium might be a good place to start. It's, it's, it's uh, in my so, uh, back of my mind. I think it might be helpful. Um, might I suggest you go armed? 
Yes, it's it's um well, Pierre, to be completely honest, we uh we tend to poke around in slightly more dangerous than normal places and it's um behooven of ourselves and our friends and confidants to come with a little uh self-protection as it were. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Uh, some of the street smarts, as it were. Yes, yes, yes. I, I come uh, much, much that. And I also, uh, I got a gun as well. Excellent. You're covered both ways, then. I can, I, I have the knowledge of the maze of the ossuarium. It is a little tricky. You get to get lost. So I, I think it will behoove you to bring me along, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. We do not like the ossuarium either. They're unpleasant people and doing unpleasant things. And now I think they're working with... An even more unpleasant thing? Undersea people? Uh, yeah, maybe we one... can all become friends and sup and dine together. It might not be a problem after all. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think we'll get we'll get along just fine. I mean, you, all, you can always hope for a peaceful resolution, but... Um... Oh no, that with them? No, there's no peaceful resolution. We probably have to kill them all. Well, you know the saying. Remember what the future looked like. Yeah, I'm still not getting over the music we heard in the future. Still. I've completely ignored that part. We need to kill them before that happens. <laughs> this all might be a bit much Hope. for Pierre to hear. <laughs> Hope for the yeah, best for Pierre. Pierre the staring at the suit again. He's, he's not listening to any of you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this fabric, I just don't know. Um, I guess we should get to it then. I think we should. Yes, so we need to start by, let's see, she like looks down at the correspondence again. We need to rent a room at Le... Um, <clears throat> I'm probably going to butcher this, I do not speak French. No. Uh, less... Less... Youth and fur in the Falker district. Madame, that was a perfect accent. I don't know what you're talking about. I know just the place. Mm. Thank you. And I'm sure Amos and I will fit in just fine at this at this bar. It's a rowdy dwarf bar. And yeah, Pierre, you would definitely know it to be a rowdy dwar- dwarf bar. It's actually even kind of vulgar, the, the oh. name in, in French. Oh, <laughs> It is not my style of place, but it is, uh, I could see for you, it would be very fitting. Well, Amos, maybe. She's kind of new to the whole being a dwarf thing, but eh. Aren't we really all? I haven't even, like, talked to Amos yet. I feel (laughs) like, like, Pierre is, like, focused only on, doesn't even see Amos right now. (laughs) All right, so we have to get a room there, and we have to light two candles uh, outside, and place them outside the room window at 10 p.m. What time is it now, anyways? It's about 7 p.m., we'll say. Yeah, we probably best get on our way, then. Yeah, we don't know uh, how far and how long it's going to take. And I would like to do a bit of a reading before we go underground, just to get a glimpse of things. Also, and she just kind of glances over to Pierre, looking him up and down as she, like, reaches down to a small, you know, box at, at, on her belt as she pulls out her deck of cards, shuffles them one, a couple times, and then pulls a single card out. Hmm. What do we have here? Hmm. Hmm. 
Hmm. She looks at the judgment card in her hand. Reflection. Hmm. Interesting card to get for a get for somebody. Hmm. Very unique. Ah, you're you're currently waking up and um, being brought on, starting to realize, see yourself and who you are. Hmm. Interesting. And she tucks the card away again. Ah, uh, yes. I had a late night. I just was waking up just now. Um, of course. And she, like, refolds the deck and puts it away. We all have knots like that. Oh, that's funny. Sorry, just a little thing I like to do with interacting with new people for an extended time. Oh, of course. I have my own uh, habits I will not share with you at this time, but I understand perfectly. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? Shall we then, gentlemen? Allons-y. All right. I'm going to take that as let's go. <laughs> Is there anything I need to do or know about the places they want to go that I would know that they wouldn't rob? Or? Do you do you show the, share the uh, letter as Madame Trevini's reading it out? Oh, yeah. She would She would be sharing with him what it, where they're headed okay. and like what the... What the point of their thing is here? Hi. This letter. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Um, just something that popped up as I was reading the correspondence. The, the does leads to a singular. The Theogdra does not typically meet with the earth and uh, meet the earth kind. If it was a race, it would be the Theogdra do not. Correct? Could be. It could also be a poor translation from French to English, dear. True. Very true. It just seems kind of more title-ish or singular-ish. At this point, we just don't know. So we will just wait and see. Either way, I still suspect some sort of sea creature. Underwater oogity-boogity? Yes, that needs these things to survive. Anyways, you were about to say... You were about to... Bring something up as well, Pierre? Yes, uh, this letter, I understand most of the words, uh, but it is a crude English scrawl. But otherwise, uh, it says there are some special locked doors. I'm very mastery of the keys and locks, of course, but it says the sight is needed. Is that a type of uh, locking mechanism or what is this the sight? That would be one of the reasons I'm here. Uh, I can see into another space that you can't that most people can't see oh um yes so it more sort of perhaps magically locked or things along those lines spiritually locked that sort of thing it's a it's magic and spirits ah i see okay well i have the physical key if you have the magical key we will be a good pair Excellent. And then we have my boys here who are good at shooting things. Ah, yes. I like look up and see Amos for the first time. I'm like, ah, yes. Hello. hello. I am Pierre. Uh, I am Amos. Uh, nice to meet you, sir. Ah, it's a pleasure. You, know, you probably noticed by now that Amos has been looking around in awe of all of your stuff and trying to oh. figure <laughs> out how to build it. <laughs> oh, do not touch that. It is. Uh, I am trying to learn how to make bread warmer. So just be careful. Bread. Bread warmer. It is a new idea just I have to a uh, very warm bread to the point of burning. 
Why would you burn bread? Oh, not cold. Uh, it is a nightly burn. Just a little I've bit of I've had burn. enough burnt bread in my time. I don't need more burnt bread. No, no, no. Uh, you're not I, ready for the future. I, I, I get what you're saying. I've been to the future, darling. It's not that. It, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Oh, your special site. Interesting. You must tell me about oh, this no, site on our travels. No. Yes, of course. We, we've... Oh no, it wasn't just the site. It was, well, it was. No, it was all three of us. A site, oh, but it wasn't three? the site. I'll, I'll regale you as we I travel have... to this inn we're going to. These yes, two? we should probably we should probably get. Yes, they they came with. They they also were there. It's when this happened to me. Oh, so, Jeff. anyways, we should really get going. Yes, let us head to the eggs museum. Okay. The eggs museum? Probably a Parisian joke of some kind. Probably. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, Jacoby will regale Pierre about how Madame Draffini, one, used to be human, two, we went to the future, and three, he gets the whole toast thing. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you have you have a loaf of bread, but, you know, what if it's cold morning? You want something a little, you know, toasted. Melts the butter. I like it. You're a, you're a smart one, Jacoby. I see. I see why you you come here for the suit. You got the right ideas. Well, I mean, I you know <laughs> something in your throat there, Madame Drafini. <laughs> no, no, no. Quite, quite all right. Quite all right. <clears throat> and she just like drops back and like takes Amos's arm. Ah, <laughs> uh, Madame, let us not delay any longer. Come with me. Let us go. Please stop dilly dallying. <laughs> And uh, what's your, uh, I guess we just got to go over what your general plan is for what you're going to do. I mean, there's the instructions and then there's what you're going to do. So, well, Amos did have a plan. So, yeah. Amos, Amos what's your plan? Oh, my plan is to rig this uh, wagon with explosives. Uh, follow the instructions until such time as we choose not to. There we go. You're going to be, I guess uh, you're going to need some horses to to pull the wagon and maybe park that yeah. outside the uh, the oeuf de fer. Oh, yeah, tell me who's taking the lead. And uh, um, I guess, Pierre, you could probably guide them to um, the tavern inn, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I just, I maybe take a little bit of a long-winded route, maybe not the most direct route, but I, I get them there. <laughs> So a lot of these directions don't make a lot of sense that he's taking, but maybe he just knows the traffic flows in in Paris <laughs> late at night uh, with all the carriages and the occasional steam engine vehicle um, making a huge racket. Um, and yeah, you do, uh, I guess as you approach in the Falguers district, you do um, hear a, it's such a ruckus place that, you know, you can hear it far away and it's just getting louder and louder closer to it and um you see a pretty stereotypical um tavern kind of place of a single building um let's so say about three stories tall the second and third story are the um the uh rooms and the outside patio um i can't remember what time of year we're at here probably during march i guess so still cool but um you know dwarves seem to be able to handle the cold weather pretty well so they're outside i'm sure there's some having um cigarettes and um other things like that and drinks and it is really really rowdy 
You can barely hear in the background that there is actually a band inside, but you can barely hear them. It's so loud. Um, Good grief. And yeah, I mean, except for, uh, I think Jacoby is probably the one that's most out of place out of, out of it just because of like, it's all dwarves. Me and it's, you know, uh, Paris, not, uh, you know, like America or anything like that. So this is probably definitely mm. fish out of water <laughs> for cowboy here. Mm, very much so. <laughs> And I don't think there's any humans in the group right now either. So there's that. Nope. nope. You're all We're Bujos, all right. Uh Amo, since you're kind of leading the group, uh, what do you do? I will, first of all, light my pipe. <laughs> have, a, have a quick smoke on the outside just to let myself be seen. Uh, and then is there anything I should know about before I go in? Just kind of glancing around. Okay, and roll awareness. Uh, or Oh, um, yeah, I mean, it seems like just a pretty rowdy place there. You notice that there's a actually a circle of people on the other side that seem to be betting on a couple um, dwarves who are look to be, they're fighting, but they're, it's probably more of a friendly fight, not an actual bar fight, uh, people betting on them. And um, you do see in some rough scrawls something about some specials, but it's in French, so specials like the main word you can get hmm, the rest of it's kind of a, a bit much for you uh, the only one you might recognize is fur which is fire uh, because it, you know the name of the place there's some kind of fire drink that there's a special on um other than that um yeah that that's about what you would get out of it and you get pierre to roll a knowledge of paris just to see if maybe he might know about some of the specialties of this bar as well too Oh, 16. Okay. Yeah. You know, this place, <laughs> not only do you know how to get here, but you know, they have various, um, they're, they're known for, um, some of the drinks here. Um, there is, uh, since the, uh, the rabbit hole and all that happened, um, some individuals decided to take elemental magic and weave it into some of the drinks here. So it's possible oh. to get, um, very, kind of magically spicy, savory, and frosty drinks. They're kind of extreme uh, to the point that they kind of, some of them stay warm on their own, burn a bit on the way down. And maybe that'll explain as well why so many people can stand outside and drink in, <laughs> in the colder weather. <laughs> and um, yeah, they're, they're known for that kind of stuff here. I think I just tell everybody like, ah, if you want to stay warm, like these little dwarves are doing, you just uh, drink the magic potion, you'll be fine in no time. Good the fun? Uh, I would love uh, to partake, but I probably should stay sober for this. Hi, <laughs> we got, um, we got some business to attend to, so perhaps afterwards, yeah? Agreed. Afterwards. Yes, of course, and I'm uh, buying a drink already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think as he says that, yep, yep. They're already buying a drink, and oh. <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, I will kind of shoulder my way up to the bar and uh, ask about a room. Okay. And you get a dwarf with a big beard he practically tripped on to walk over um, to where you're at. Wait. I would like a room, sir. Oh, English. Um, room, room. What that mean again? Uh, south. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he just... I don't know what a room would normally cost. Oh, wait, it'd be in Paris. So you probably would exchange some of your currency for uh, for francs. So 
We'll say it's like, I don't know, 10 francs, whatever that is. <laughs> I mean, you know, if Frank is going to be letting us use his currency, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> He'll give you Red some slot. equivalent to some money that's not very much for Hamel. That's for sure. So like a shilling or a pence? Yeah, or? I think that's what I meant. Like the equivalent of a shilling. Fair enough. Uh, I will happily take that off. <laughs> uh, and he just hands you a key and you can, it is a disgusting key. Like it is just, you know. Um, corroded, and uh, probably someone spilled their drink on it. It's sticky and all that. Fair and enough. it's just etched into it. So by the time it. we got here, what time would it be? Nine. Okay, so we've got about an hour to kill. Yeah. <clears throat> Before ten. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'll go up and have a look at the moldy, gross, disgusting room. Madame <laughs> <laughs> Graffini goes up as well. <laughs> yep. Okay. Pierre, you just saw them all go up into the room. I don't know if... Yeah, you would read the thing so you know what they're up to. Yeah. I guess I'm waiting till 10 for them to do some candle tricks. Yeah. So I think I'll just stay in the, the tavern and just uh, look around. I don't know. <laughs> Finish your drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hang out with the uh, the dwarf kind. Probably there's a few um, yeah. other brassmen there that you can regale yeah, tales yeah. with. <laughs> That's good. That I like fun. It. And uh, the rest of you up at the room. What do you do? First of all, are there any candles? Uh, there are, uh, because, you know, electricity is not terribly common in this era. I mean, it's around here and there, but it's pretty rare. So uh, candles are a pretty standard issue in this. I figured there would be some, but just in yeah. case. Um, okay, I will get two and set them up, whereas I sh- as shown in the thing on the window. And yep. I, I will not light, light them. yet. <clears throat> Thank you. All right, uh, gentlemen, out for a moment. <laughs> Very well. So, what's Bye, Madame Bernini right. up to? She closes the door behind them and gets changed. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, when she opens the door out, opens the door up again, she's in her full sort of reading costume for when she's like actually like not this type of work, but working. Mm-hmm. So Her looking sort of line exotic of and yes, like exotic that sort of you know the the fortune teller, the speaker to spirits, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, we've got an hour to kill. Let's see if I can find get somebody to translate and make a bit of coin. Fair enough. And she you, heads. Back you could downstairs. always um, you could always ask Pierre to help. Oh, I probably will. <laughs> just and she just like <laughs> just don't yes? do something that'll have us have to skedaddle because you don't want to be a small medium at large it was amusing <laughs> it was somewhat amusing the first time you said it you should leave it at that <laughs> and she she like floats on down the stairs sort of in her full sort of exotic look as she goes off to like just mingle around and since it's all dwarves and I don't know what you're talking about that was hilarious both times um, you, I'm glad you think so and Amos will also go down the stairs <laughs> yeah. so she's basically she's not going to be like doing anything in particular she's just seeing if she can make a bit of coin by reading yeah I think you definitely can reading cards and um and I don't know if Pierre would be interested in trying to get an actual full reading. Um, after seeing all yeah. this, that I'm just putting there as a potential suggestion. 
Yeah. She's currently, like, Madame Trafini basically is reading tarot, uh, reading tarot cards for people. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's uh, what the... I'm, I'm down to try it. I think Pierre is yeah. like, Oh, you say the, uh, you uh, make uh, cards for the waking up or something? Uh, what else can we do with this? Is this uh, part of your oh, magic site? Of course or? I can... A little bit. This is what yeah. I did before all of the change happened. Oh, I see, I see. So she she uh, does like the sort of shuffle, has him shuffle the deck a, a couple times, and then she flips over three cards. <clears throat> ah, the Four of Cups reverse. This is your past. Um, you were happy, accepted. You were aware, you're sort of aware of things. This is who you were before. You were, you were, you're very inspired and creative, always aware of the transient beauty of life. It was just always around you and you were, you knew about all of this. There were new ideas, new people. You've always been open to these things and you embraced all these new strange things as they came to you. You were an open person. Now we move on to the present, the which is the the Knight of Pentacles upright here. Okay, I see. So the knight he has patience to accomplish what he wants, to, to accomplish his duties, to create his things. So you are a person of patience, you Strive to finish what you start. You fully commit yourself to these things and you make them happen. That is who you are now. And then... And uh, I'll just interrupt briefly. Uh, and uh, Madame Trefini, you notice on the Ten of Pentacles, the as you look down at it, the stars on it, on the pentacles, begin to light up... Yep. Um, at least to you, they begin to light up and almost like a little like sh- shots of light go between one pentacle to another, to another, to another, like they're kind of shooting light at each other or sending information or something like that. Okay. Yeah, she's sort of like, as she moves forward and the now we move to the future for you, what is in store. And this is the Ten of Pentacles. It, it is also upright and she just kind of like looks at the card and look almost sort of da- looks a little dazed for a second huh. yes yes tell me about this uh, yes yes um, uh it is your your legacy what you will leave behind you and it is sure this this card assures that what you have what you leave behind you will stand for a long time to come you will be remembered for what you have done perhaps with you for what you have created your burnt bread or the other strange <laughs> and odd things you have you make uh, you will it is something that will sit for a very, very long time. And as you say that, the light becomes stronger and stronger, and eventually the card, and everybody sees this, the card burst into flames. 
she instantly like starts smacking her hands onto it, trying to like put out the flames. Until next time, dear listeners, blessings and good health. Au revoir. Salutations and valedictions for the Boneyards and Boudrums podcast are narrated by Jules Watts of Seize the GM podcast. For Creative Commons music credits, please see the episode notes. Thank you.